Rich rising, beautiful people. Welcome to To Whom It May Concern, and I am your wonderful host, Amber Jenkins. And I am so grateful that you have stepped back into the space, that you have um, given me your energy. It never goes unnoticed, and that you are here with me and all. Because, like I said, you could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate it. So, so um, as you know, I'm all about good vibes, feeling good, looking good. Um, we're going to start off with some affirmations. You can write these down. You can say them out loud or you can say them in your mind, whatever is befitting to you. Ashe. I am connected to the source. I operate out of light and love constantly. I am balanced between my masculine and my feminine side. I love me in a whole. Every scar that I have is only a beauty mark. Ashe. All right, we're going to draw three breaths. Inhale through the nostrils. Exhale through the mouth. First breath. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Exhale. One last time. Inhale. Exhale. Ashe. I don't know where y'all at, but I'm in South Carolina. Um, and I just love the fall. Like, I love the trees I love everything so um everything mother nature so um I'm outside I love 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 hearing the birds chirp I love hearing the animals I love it all so get outside make sure y'all get some um fresh air y'all hug a tree don't be scared of something crawling on you just know that the divine is going to cover you and um, do it safely, though. <laughs> do it safely. Don't just be pulling over on the side of the road, running across the highway. <laughs> so um, I know that we were talking about parent, parental damage. Um, I do want to touch base on dads and fathers. Um, a lot of times, black and brown men are not molded or sculpted to be emotional. That's where a lot of our dads went wrong. Um, is checking out emotionally. And, and it's not a bad thing. It's a damaging thing, but it's something that they couldn't themselves grasp because they weren't taught it. Um, I recently saw a picture of Smokey Norfolk. Please forgive me if I'm saying his last name wrong. Um, son, 16-year-old son, I believe he was 16, laying on him and hugging him. And Smokey, in the post, was, was just stating how, like, you know, I'm just happy that, you know, even at this age, my he for, like my baby is going to be able to come to me. And, and it was very disturbing at how many men sexualized the post. And then how many men were 
down in the post. And it was very few men that was like, hey, I pray that my son wants to do this at this age and feels comfortable to do it. I think it's a beautiful thing that Mr. Smokey has created a safe zone for his son because so many black and brown boys and men don't have that, which is why I love when they say the biggest compliment is if a black man confides in you. And that was one of the biggest issues with our dads. That's why, I, and I'm, I'm an 80s baby. So um, when my dad passed away, Lord rest his soul, um, Randy Lewis, I'm doing this for you. Um, he did battle with addiction. Um, he did not have the best reputation as far as like, when it comes to like relationships with women, relationships with his other children, with me, um, he was fantastic um, as far as showing up and being there and doing what a father would do, making sure that the car is clean, getting on me about um, staying focused, um, speaking life into me. If I needed something, if he had it, he would do it. If he didn't have it, it would hurt him not to be able to have it. And um, when my dad passed away, he was 62. So we know that generation and older are men that do struggle emotionally. Um, I love who my dad was. I, I always love him and I'm so grateful to be from him. Um, but it was things that I knew that were embedded in him and his his addiction, his abuse, the th- the things like that were the only way he knew how to get an emotional outlet. Even men my age, they don't know how because I was brought up in the era where a boy would be told, you better not be crying, I'm not raising no punks. I'm not raising, I'm not raising no little girl you a boy and it's like um hello he fell off his bike and busted his head open but you're really gonna whoop him for crying and that is why we have a lot of fathers and our dads weren't able to deliver the love and care that they needed now i do have some wonderful 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 um friends who have great dads who their dads are very tapped in with their emotions and and i admire that but it's very few in the black and brown community um a lot of these men don't know emotional balance and even when it came to the picture of Smokey and his son it was like a lot of men are homosexuals and they try to mask it but it comes out in so many it it just flows through their pores the things they say the responses to things um and they battle with sexuality a lot of black and brown boys and I know there are a lot of other other races who were um who suffered trauma too but my focus is on my men so 
the black and brown community, those boys were molested. They were raped. They were abused. They were mistreated by their parents. They were. And because men have to, especially especially black and brown men, have to put on this shield of superior strength. I cannot show emotion because I am the backbone. If they feel like they don't amount to what the society has placed us to view a black or a brown man and they just don't know how to show up. If I can't show up and buy every single thing that you need and pay all the bills, give my kids every single thing that I see my friends giving their kids, send them on these trips, then I'm going to show up when I can do those things. And as time passes, because the the, mon- the money part is what is big in the black and brown community with parents, it's the money part, the providing, the providing, the providing, the tangible items of providing financially. But the biggest, biggest thing is providing love. And a lot of our fathers did turn to drugs. They did turn to the streets. They did turn to um, crime and violence because that act. If, if you take and you have 20 years of emotional damage and it's in you, it's going to come out somewhere. It's going to come out. And a lot of guys are spoiled. You have that too, where they can't stand on their own. Their parents do everything. The mamas and all his business. The daddy is guilt tripping, so he just let him do whatever you want to. So, And that's where we be. And that's why we have fathers that are absent. And that's why our daddies couldn't love us how they needed to or they just didn't know how to show up. Because if you don't know how, you don't know how. Uh, ignoring a spiritual connection is a major issue. And uh, men, you got to understand how important you are to your daughters, to your sons. It's a lot of men that show up for their parents more than they show up for their kids. It's a lot of men who show up for their homeboys more than they show up for their kids. It's a lot of it's a lot of men who put their children on the back burner. And the true indeed, you have to put self first. If you're not okay, you can't make sure anybody else is okay. But you have to get, you have to make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do. Men, you are so important to the point where if your little girl doesn't hear from you, it hurts. It hurts. And there's so many men that don't know the balance between their daughters and the women they deal with because they haven't been around their kids like that. So you got to get around your kids and you got to know the difference. Now, I'm not saying that all men molest their daughters. I'm not saying that, which is some of y'all out there, some sick individuals out there like that. Yes, you were there. And I'm praying that your day comes quickly and brutally. But what I'm saying is a man will give more energy to a woman that he is sleeping with than his own daughter and then wonders why his daughter has no respect for him and why his daughter is chasing after all these guys and when they say that 
women go for men who act like their fathers. That is somewhat true. She may not stay in that energy, but she will go that route eventually where she will get a guy that is similar to her dad. Uh, where it's okay, dads, you're teaching that a man coming around you when everything is good, everything good, y'all yeah, treat you out, I take you out to eat, da, da, da. but the moment you do something that I don't like or you hold me accountable, I'm out the door. So now you have taught your daughter that it's okay for a man to be absent sometimes. You pissed him off, you made him mad. He can leave when he wants to and he can come back when he wants to. Same thing, guys, with your sons. Y'all are leaving your sons to fend for themselves and who they are seeing as a masculine energy could be a feminine energy it could be um a man that is has no right around kids and leading them down the path of destruction but when you fail to tend to your babies properly you leave that up in the air one of the things that I hate to hear a father say is, well, shoot, my kids don't be calling me like that. You are the adult. You're the adult. There, there was at no point, there was at no point where it was a time where the kid was like, hey, can you create me? Now we all are on contracts, of course. We'll talk about that for another day because I can go on for hours about the contracts that we are on <laughs> and how we come back here, how we do ask at a certain time to come back here and how we already know what our death is going to look like, et cetera, but that's for another day. But men, you have got to show up. Even I even know men who watch their sons be horrible dads and because they're like, well, I ain't going to say nothing. You still are a father when this man is grown, when this woman is grown. Hey, I don't like what you're doing. But just make sure, father, that you are in a position to speak on it. Because you can buy whatever you want to, but you cannot buy respect. You can buy acknowledgement. I know who bought that for me. I know who paid for that for me, but you cannot buy respect because there is a father who can buy every pair of shoes, buy every piece of clothing, take you on every trip. But guess what? He never asked you how you doing. He never hugs you. He never kisses you. He never tells you, I love you. He never gets so comfortable with you and creates that safe zone where it's like, hey, dad, I need to talk. But there's a man, a father who cannot give his children that but guess what he can do hey listen i want to get y'all this weekend let's order a pizza and let's hang around the house and those kids will respect that man <clears throat> when it comes to our dads that is a piece to where we have to learn to accept them for the fathers that they were and i heard my sister um tasha say this she said, and she she made it on a post, I believe. Um, she said, I had to accept my mom for the mom that she was and not the mom she wanted. I wanted her to be. That's some powerful stuff to say. That is extremely, extremely powerful. And I don't even think my big sister, um, that's my older sister. I don't even think she knew what she taught me at that moment. Like, until this day, that's something that stays in my head and that really was like that's it and I knew that God had sent that message to her to give to me I had to stop trying to force her to be a mother that she could not be but I accepted her for the mother she was and when I did that I was cool 
And that's where we at because people can only, and this is not, this that, oh, that's cliche, that's cliche. You just know, no, people don't know. If I take you to France, I drop you off in a small village where there are no Americans, there are no people that speak English. And I say, okay, well, you should just know French. If I drop you off elsewhere into a completely different country where there is maybe 5% of people who speak English and say, well, you should just know the native language and you should know the laws there. You're going to be like, how can I know? I've never been taught that. A lot of our fathers have never been taught how to take accountability, how to take accountability, excuse me, how to love. What, what don't they like? A lot of our fathers don't even know what their favorite color is. They're just vibing off of something they was taught. So it's a situation where our dads did the best they could with what they had, the same with moms. But that's never not to hold them accountable. Because even I held my dad accountable. Hey, look, you was gone and some stuff went down and this is what happened. I got an apology. And I got a, hey, listen, I may not have been there at that time, but I am never leaving you. And he never did. He never did. <laughs> he never did. And I was doing this and I was doing that and I was all over the place and I was here and I was there and I didn't know what to do, but I was wrong. And that was the moment where I was like, okay, I held him accountable. And I was cool with the type of dad I had. I was cool with that. So you have to ask yourself, and this is important when we talk about grace. The same amount of grace you want the most high, the creator, the source, Allah, God, whatever you choose, Jehovah Jireh, whatever you choose to call your higher power. The grace you want them to have on you you got to practice that. Because they don't know sometimes. They don't know. And even if you tell them and they, and they don't respond properly, okay, I told you. So you're going to carry that around. I don't owe you a conversation to have with you. I don't owe you calling your phone. I am your kid. I don't owe you telling you happy birthday and buying you gifts after you've ignored my birthdays and you've ignored me all these years. I don't owe you that. But you broke my heart. You crushed my heart. Call out the times. You remember that time you kept telling my mama that you was going to pick up? You was going to pick me up and you never called back? That broke my heart. You remember that time I watched you raise another person's child and I'm your son and you didn't do the same for me? Tell them that. Do you remember the look on your face when I told you I was a homosexual and you disowned me? But I accepted you for being the biggest crook, for being the biggest liar, the biggest manipulator in the world. I still loved you. Tell them those things. Let them know. So on you, you done did, I done did my part. You, I know. 
I know exactly what this is. I told you what it was, and now you got to live with that. So every time when he in the car driving by himself, when somebody bring you up, all he thinking about, he going to go back to that time. No matter what he says, that man is going to go back to that time. Let that hunt him. Get that up off you. So that is that. I love y'all. Um, be sure to s- subscribe, share the podcast, y'all. We got some major stuff coming out. I just appreciate y'all so much. Uh, we are ranking beautifully with Apple Podcast, um, which is amazing. So um, like I said, be sure to go to Amazon.com, type in Amber Jenkins under books. I am an author as well. Um, and I also do some um, stuff with real estate. So just hit me up. Um, I just, I'm, I'm here for us to heal. If y'all got any topics, anything that y'all want to talk about, let me know. Find me on social media, um, Instagram, it's Amber Jenkins. Um, Jenkins is J-E-N-K-I-N-S and that's on Facebook too. So I love y'all. I will see y'all tomorrow. Ashay.